Gimlet. This is Reply All. I'm PJ Vote. And I'm Alex Goldman. Alex? Yeah? Um, from time to time, there's a thing we do on the show where we open up the Reply All hotline. Uh, we take mostly like questions from listeners that are technical in nature. Sometimes it sort of goes past that. The weirder, the better, honestly. The weirder, the better. Um, and we put out the call a couple weeks ago. We got some great calls. Uh, we're going to play them for you. Let's do it. Hello? Hello? Oh my gosh, I got through. What the heck? Who's this? Um, my name's Jen, and I'm here with my friends Kate and Bennett. Kate and Bennett? Yeah. Yeah. Is that weird? No. It's, uh, it's not weird. What, what, do you guys all have one problem or three different problems? Yes. Well, y- yeah, we do have, we all have one kind of shared uh, dilemma. Okay. What, what is it? Okay. So um, last week I got like a weird message from like a friend on Facebook. Wait, what, what about the, the message thought, was intrinsically weird? What did it say? Well, it was just like, Hey, quick question. Um, I'm having like uh, phone problems. There's not too many people online to ask. Sorry. Um, and it was like, uh, do you mind if I like send you a quick text and um, you screenshot the conversation so I can have the number from it? Does she mean her number? No, like the like code number. That, oh, like, like a confirmation like, number to get into uh, uh, like a oh, like a website or something. Shit. Okay, I see where this. Yeah, is Yeah, exactly. And like because I'm not like super techie, I was like, uh, okay, sure. Um, so I sent her my phone, and she was like, oh, what's your number, real quick? And I sent her my freaking phone number. Shit. And then, and then, so she sent me the text, and then I screenshotted the like code, and I sent it back to her, and then they stopped replying. And so I was like, okay, weird, but I didn't really like think much of it. Um, and then about like a week after I first got the initial like weird message, um, uh, I was out with my friends and I got a Instagram message from my other friend being like, Hey, I think your Facebook account got hacked. And yeah. I was like, what? What had happened to it? Well, basically a bunch of people on my friend's list were getting messages. Saying like your phone wasn't working. Same, like literally the same message. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, what the heck? I posted like an Insta story being like, hey, like, don't reply to any messages. Like, I'm ban- getting hacked right now and also report my account. Um, but they went and deleted it. <laughs> On your Instagram? Yeah, because it's connected to your Facebook? But it's all connected. That yeah. really makes me think it's not a bot. That really makes me think it's a person. Yeah, totally. Right? Exactly. Um, so I, my friend who I was with, Kate, who's here now, she like, messaged our group chat on Facebook being like, hey, don't reply to any messages that Jen sends. She's being hacked right now. And the person who was on my account saw that message and left the group immediately. <laughs> and like, and like unfriended all of the people in that group. <laughs> Except for Kate, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and then I kept getting like, um, my sister called me and she was like, um, Hey, this doesn't really sound like you, but I gave them my number and I was oh, like, oh, shit. no. <laughs> oh, no. And like, we like, yeah, kind of uh, 
Kate was like messaging the hacker through her account and like the replies that they were sending us was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like she'll get her, her account back in 24 hours. I'm not doing anything malicious. Like, um, like you don't have to worry about it and that kind of stuff. And it's super strange. Um, but our like initial our, like question is like, what is the scam? Like, cause they didn't post anything. Like they didn't. Like what did they want with the account? Yeah, exactly. They it seemed like they're just trying to like reach as many accounts as possible, but like why? I have a guess. What's I have a point? strong theory for you based on something that happened to me this weekend, uh which is like somebody okay. tried to scam me. So, okay. I've been trying to get rid of this broken treadmill uh on Craigslist. What every time I try to sell, sell something on Craigslist it's the same thing, which is like I set what I think is a super low price and I'm like, I will entertain uh-huh. no lower offers. And then people lowball me and I get mad and then I give it away for free out of anger. That's oh, what? smart. That's yeah. Really. So I did that. Like that whole thing happened. <clears throat> and finally I was like, okay. screw this. I'm just going to put it out with like a free sign because people in my neighborhood take stuff off. On the, the curb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I curved it. And then this guy had emailed me and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm really interested. Like, can you send me your phone number to discuss? And I was like, listen, man, I, it was, he, he, he still wanted to pay for it. And I was like, you don't need to pay for it. It's outside my house. You can go get it. And he was like, yeah. well, I'd really like to call to discuss this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to see if I can change your mind. If I could change your mind. Listen, you? you deserve some money. Yeah. And, and so he was like, do you mind? Can you just send me your phone number? Can I call you? And I was like, no. And I ended it. And then I was like, this person was trying to scam me, but I don't know how. You know what I mean? Like, clearly this person wanted yeah. my phone number, not a treadmill. So I searched okay. online, um, and I found this thing about how basically in the hunt to get people's phone numbers to plug into, like, robocall databases, there are now scammers who troll Craigslist just getting email addresses plus phone numbers plus names, or even just, like, working phone numbers. And so the whole scam according to this, was just to get my phone number. My guess is that the person who's working through your account, once they're in, they have the names of all your friends. In a lot of cases, they have their email addresses, their phone numbers. Like, my guess is they're going in to make, like, a spam database as big as possible. Oh. So they're just, like, they're just, like, getting access to as many, like, phone numbers and emails as possible to add it to all, like, one list. That's my guess. And it does sound like a lot of effort, but the fact that somebody is willing to engage in, like, multiple emails with me just to get one phone number makes me think, oh, yeah, definitely this makes sense. Because every account they crack, they're probably getting, like, I mean, I don't know how many Facebook friends you have. Like, a lot. Too many. Like, probably, like, 1,200. Yeah, so if that's, like, a 1,200-person database, that's probably worth some time. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jen. Thanks for taking our call. Have a good one. Bye. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. going to my computer again. I'll pick it up. This is Alex and PJ. Hey. Who's this? Wow. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, from uh, Chicago. How's it going? It's going all right. Um, I have a question. It's kind of technical in nature. It's kind of... If y'all okay, wait. Can you guys bleep my name? If mm-hmm. y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is really weird, um, super weird, extremely weird. Um, All right, but uh, okay. So I'm pretty sure I might have figured out the cure to balding. What? I'm like, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, hair loss. Like, uh, so basically it's like, I am genetic, so like, curious. My... What is your profession? Um, I'm actually a software engineer. I work at a big tech company. So not uh, like a follicle geneticist. No, 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 no. But I did take some science classes in college and stuff. Uh, there is some science behind it, like some biochemistry that I'm kind of, it's uh just tell me the story of how you found this well uh supposedly so, so basically you know my my dad has uh been balding for a while and i have a twin brother who uh identical or fraternal balding. fraternal so yeah so you know there's a chance that you know he has like much stronger balding genes i don't know there's a lot of uh weird stuff about how balding works um anyway i well okay wait so there's one thing that i have to say though that kind of makes this sort of interesting or weird which i need to ask you guys about is it's sort of like a limited supply of this thing the thing that is the is this all a wind up to a bit no 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 this is no bit Okay. <laughs> so, bit. so the uh, thing, I, that, the th- the mysterious like X serum that might cure baldness. There's a limited supply of it on Earth. Yes. Yes. There's. I feel like I'm having a almost, dream right now. This sounds like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Have you ever read it? The guy accidentally it, creates it, a serum that turns him into an animal, and then he uh, can't figure out a cure. Wait, like I thought it turned him into Mister Hyde. Yeah, Mister Hyde's kind of like an animal man, huh. and he's like. And at first he's like, I love it. I'm going to take some more of this. And then he takes some more and he's like, oh no, I'm turning into him permanently. Actually, you know what? Does it nothing really... like fuck Dr. What is this mysterious serum? Okay, so have you seen Empire Strikes Back? Because this sounds a lot like Empire Strikes Back. So it's they're like, on Hoth. But there's these Jedi, right? They have laser swords. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. What? What is going on? What is going yeah, on? You need, is... you need to tell us what's up. Yeah, you're being very coy about yeah, this. Yeah, stop beating around the I bush. Have to be co- I, okay, so here's the problem. We're not going to beat you to market. No, no. I. Oh, it's not... I'm I'm concerned because 
if it comes out, then, and it's, it is almost by nature, it has to be limited. I mean, I, the thing is, I think there might be ways to sort of uh, increase the supply a little bit, but the thing I'm concerned about is that if it comes out, then only like wealthier people will afford it. And there'll be sort of like a... You'll live in this know, dystopia where all the poor people are bald and all the rich people have like luscious, luscious locks of hair? Uh, kind of, yeah, basically. And and the thing is, uh, it's not just like related to hair. Like it actually has a lot of ramifications for like health and... Uh, what you know, the fuck I, is it though? You're going to have to get You have to this. tell us something. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's... I. The thing is, if I say what it is then it's you know it's is it hard fucking to... moon rocks what is it the blood <laughs> of salamanders uh, salamanders it's... are in pretty plentiful supply yeah until everyone starts killing them to make their hair all long and shiny <laughs> it's uh it's also a very strange thing and it's sir it's not like... yeah, sir dude, you have got to provide tell details us. you got to give us something or we need to end the phone call you're making me crazy over here uh... tell us something um, it's, I, I love you guys, but I can't do All right, it. we gotta Sorry. go, because I don't know what we can do to help you here. PJ's legitimate. I'm still just very curious. Why do you think this mystery substance cures baldness? Oh, because I've sort of been testing it on myself. But how do you know that it's stopping you from going bald versus you're just not going bald? Yeah, so I mean, I could be like a crackpot, like I could be completely wrong. Like this could be some, you know, I, I understand that. But the thing is, I've noticed like very, very substantial differences that I feel like can't be chalked up to. Like you were starting to lose your hair and then it stopped you from losing your hair? And did your hair grow back? Oh, yeah. Um, and, the, and the thing is like, uh, I can, you know, obviously genetics are different between fraternal twins, but... Uh, my brother has progressed way more and I've sort of like... So why don't you give him some of your stuff? Yeah, don't you? Yeah, that would be, he would be a good way to test. I think the thing is, it's kind of freaky. <laughs> and that's why I, I hesitate to say... Wait, what do you mean it's kind of freaky? It's ghosts. It's kind of like, it's very strange. It's not that it's... Uh, it's... What is the thing? What is it? Um, Alex is almost mad, and I'm gonna have to be in this room with him alone <laughs> afterwards. Uh, uh, um, I'll I'll email you guys later. Okay. I'll send you guys a, yeah. Sorry, it's just yeah. That's sorry. okay. That's okay. This is a very strange phone call. I'm very curious, but just send us an email. Okay. But sure. I still don't know exactly what, what your question what your is. question is. Oh, it's just like the the question is like how would you deal with that the like sort of this this scarcity that dystopian problem because if it comes out then uh you know like it's it's almost like a philosophical question like what do you do like would you rather it not come out you know? is the 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 mystery substance that may or may not cure baldness is it something that is useful in other ways like is it something that if there was a run on, like, I don't know, if it's fire extinguisher juice, if there's a run on fire extinguisher juice, all the houses would burn, or is it just some random thing? 
It's a thing that is. It's a. It's a food, actually. It's a it's food, like a like, an, a, like a plant. Uh, sure. It's a well. It's not a plant. Because most wanna... food can be grown mm-hmm. or made. Yes. Yeah. So. So. I, you know, it it probably can be increased in supply. Uh, I mean, if it's... But it's still by nature of what it is, it's like it's limited by like resources. More basically. than anything, more than even what it is, I am uh-huh. dying to know. Just like how do you apply it? No, no. How did you discover <laughs> you <need> <laughs> this finite resource and be like, you like, know what? You were like, I'm I gotta rub smear this on, on my, my head. head. <laughs> <laughs> so. I again, I could be insane, absolutely wrong. Uh, like, I do consider myself a smart person. You know, I went to a good college. Yeah, blah, yeah. Skip blah, to blah. the part where you're rubbing corn on your head, though. No, I, you don't rub anything on your head. There's no rubbing of any substances anywhere. But uh, so it's just like it's, a food you eat, yes, and it makes you your hair it. grow back. It's not. It just. It doesn't do just that. It like. It. It makes you. Feel, <sighs> it's it's really. I do weird. feel like we're being conned somehow. This I feels do like feel a conned. Trick. I feel I conned. Swear, there's no con. There's no con. If, if 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 it's a con, I'm conning myself too. So it could be it could be an insane person, basically. But uh, here's my here's my response to your concern. If you feel like an emotional, like if you feel emotionally like you can't handle the idea that only millionaires or billionaires are going to be able to support by your baldness cure, give some to your brother, first of all, if he wants it. And then, you know, share it with your friends. But also, who cares the dystopia where some people are bald and other people have hair? It already Very similar exists. to where we live and everyone's fine. Not only it? that, but the dystopia where like rich people get amazing things that poor people don't get also already Including exists. Including hair. Like like there are celebrities who were going bald and then suddenly they're not going bald. Like like I, of all the problems in the world, and there are many, and even all the kinds of technology that maybe shouldn't be invented but are being invented, this kind of feels like not that big a deal for the amount of angst that it's giving you. Is it swordfish? It's definitely oh, so, <laughs> so uh, the the thing is, it's it goes beyond hair. Like I think hair is sort of just like a marker for health, and I know people disagree with that. They're like, oh, male pattern baldness is normal. You know, how else has your life changed? How else has your physical well being changed since you started eating mystery goo? <laughs> <laughs> My so I used to like feel like really tired and sort of like depressed throughout the day just like this like i just want to lay in bed and like not do anything but this is sort of like it's like almost like remove this thing that was the shroud of depression i wouldn't call it so like crippling depression but it was this sort of like yeah i've got i've got that flavor of depression i know that flavor it's just like everything's kind of hard to do it's, it's like a, it's yeah, llama, meat. Just, llama meat exactly. oh the food is yeah, llama meat. Yeah. i thought you were calling that kind of depression llama meat no if I, but Seriously, as a balding guy who's, who's very, very depressed. depressed, I would love a bite of whatever you're chomping <laughs> on. Uh, okay, uh, I'll 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 get in touch with you guys in through email. Okay. I feel like you're not going to do that. I don't I don't know that you are, but can you send? Usually, at least it to Alex. Truly, he's. I mean, we're both going through depressive episodes. His is worse than mine right now, and the man has mm-hmm. lost a bunch of his hair. And if there's a miracle cure, would you want your hair back? Do you care? 
Um, it's not, it's like a thing I've kind of made peace with, but if someone was like, all your hair will come back and it won't look weird like hair plugs, I'd be like, yeah, okay. So if this <laughs> podcast has brought you enjoyment in your life for free, I feel like the least you can do is give me my damn hair back and <laughs> raise Alex's impression. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just telling him that mystery goo exists. Yeah, you're Every telling me he the curious market. He's going to be, be like, walking seriously. down the aisle, holding up like cream corn. Being I'll like, be like, like this is it. I'm going to eat some coffee grounds today. See if that's it. Maybe it's sardines. Uh, I just looked you up. You have a full head of hair. Uh, I do, but so. There are different types of balding. Uh, like, ah, uh, gosh. Sorry, why I'm, are I'm you? Like, so, why are you in so much pain? Uh, I don't know because I think part of it is just that. Uh, well, first of all, it could be insane, right? Like, it could be totally wrong. Like, if you're wrong, it doesn't mean you're insane. It just means that you're over extrapolating a coincidence. That's not the same as being insane. Yeah. You know the other possibility for what's going on with you, though? Uh Uh-huh. Hair loss, like short-term hair loss, can be a function of anxiety. And it's possible you're Mm -hmm. just going through a depressed, anxious moment. You started eating an unusual food, and it had a placebo effect, which was real. Like, the placebo effects Mm -hmm. are real. And so your stress went down, and so your hair came back. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it the hair of other men? Huh? No, no. There's no hair of you. <laughs> you eat other people's hair and then suddenly it just sprouts on your head. I feel like people have tried that. <laughs> anyway, send it to Alex. He really needs it. He's going through a thing. Yeah, he's going through a hard time, man. The hair stuff's less important than the depression, if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I think, yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah, I can. I'll talk to Alex in private. I think PJ might judge more. But I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> wow. Wow. I think he's right. Okay. Thanks, man. Good luck. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, PJ. Thanks, Alex. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. I swear to God, before this episode is over, we're going to find out what that is. After the break, we take some more calls from listeners. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. 
Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. You have goals. Reach them fast with IU Online's accelerated degree programs. Our six and eight week courses are taught 100% online and can fit any schedule. Advance your career with a bachelor's in informatics. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. Earn an Indiana University degree that's valued around the world. Get started today at IU Online. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hello? Hi. Hi. Who's this? My name is David. Hi, David. And I live in Massachusetts. Um, here's this thing that's been puzzling me for years, which is that I have to drive in traffic in order to get home from Somerville. I w- work in the burbs, and it's a long commute, and so I always have some kind of route-finding app open, usually Google or Waze. And um, when I get close to home, I'm like 10 minutes away from home, they always tell me the wrong way. Like... In that, they'll say, you are nine minutes from home. You should go straight now. And I'm like, I should not go straight. I take a right. And then it recalculates and goes, you are now five minutes from home. And I'm like, how can you just get this wrong over and over and over again? I don't it, get and it. it's always the same kind of wrong? Yeah, it's always, this happens always at the intersection of Mass Ave and Route 16. Okay, so I know one possibility, which is that I'd heard a story about how I think the New York Times report on this, like Waze, Google Maps, like one of these pathfinding apps had, you know, figured out through the magic of the algorithm that people could shave like four minutes off their commute by getting off this highway at this one point and cutting through a local road. And the problem with doing that, even though it was like mathematically true, is that it was destroying life for the people who actually depended on the local road. And because the apps were sending so many people on that route, the route was no longer working and it was just like creating pandemonium. I wonder if your local road is one of those roads. I wonder if your neighbors have been like, keep us off ways, keep us off Google Maps. That could be what's going on. Huh. Cool. Hey, thanks. Wow. You guys are awesome. Thanks, David. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Alex and PJ. Who are we speaking to? Oh my God. Who's um, this? My name's Teddy. I live outside of Santa Cruz. Hi, Teddy. How's it going? You sounded like you were making up your name a little bit. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I've just been trying to get through since 11, so I just really wasn't expecting that. Oh, so- it's like Bloody Mary, man. So what? what's your question? Well, my question kind of has to do with my name, actually. Okay. Um... So I've been locked out of my Facebook for like five years now. What um, happened five years ago? They changed their policy. Oh, um, on real names. Like where yes. like it has to be on your birth certificate or whatever? Exactly. Oh. 
So I promise you my name is Teddy, although that's not my legal name. Got it. And I've tried everything. Like, I uh, I even sent them a picture of my ID, and I was like, I don't care. You can put my legal name. Um, they, like, at one point had me get three people to confirm who I was with, like, codes, and I did that, and it didn't work. And I, like, emailed them a bunch of things. I tried to get really, like, indignant and called them transphobic. I've just been, I've been, I haven't been Hana, which is my legal name for a long time. And I think at that point in time on Facebook, it was like my DJ name, which was Hot Nugs. So um, wait, your name wasn't Teddy, it was Hot Nugs? It was, that wasn't my name, that was just my nickname. And that's just what my Facebook name was. What, what was the etymology of Hot Nugs? Okay, there is a story behind it, which is that like, since I was a kid, I had spelled Hana phonetically because people always called me Hannah. And I spelled it H-A-W-N-U-G-H. And when I got this radio show, it just kind of happened because of how I spelled Hana. It just became Hot Nugs. And then people totally called me Nugs for years. When Hot, is Nugs like weed Nugs? I mean, like, no, it's just because of Hana. But that's why I couldn't introduce myself that way. And, like, when I have, people are always like, well, that's such a weird name. And I'm just like, yeah, my parents are stoners. Like, I don't know <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, it, so everyone in Santa Cruz is just prepared to believe in a world where they were like, and you we ever will name to, our child Hot Nugs. <laughs> you ever been to Santa Cruz? <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's an awesome name. Also, I kind of get why when they were looking around about whether people had their real names or not, they were like, Hot Nugs doesn't totally pass the smell test. <laughs> like, that's not real. <laughs> But it's still like, you know, Hana wasn't my name anyways. And yeah. like, I just need access to my Facebook because it still exists and I just want to delete it. And then like, at some point, one of my good friends died and I really wanted to get on there. Huh. So I like tried that angle and every angle I've used hasn't worked. And then they that didn't let you didn't in? Work. No. What happens when you try to log in? Uh, okay. So it says, Unfortunately, you won't be able to access your account while we're reviewing these additional documents. We when did you su- submit those documents? Five years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hot nugs, we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Teddy? Yeah. Okay, so I've learned, I've learned things uh, about what's going on with your. I, well, not about what's. Go- I basically have bad news for you and an explanation for why things are I bad. Knew <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Do you want to know more about the reason things are bad? I do. Yeah, always. Okay. Always loving the bad news. So I talked to this journalist named Casey Newton. Hey, this is Casey. Hey, Casey. It's PJ. How you doing, PJ? He does this newsletter called The Interface, and he writes for The Verge, um, and he just covers the hell out of Facebook. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, so what? what is going on here? Like, is Teddy's thing, like, in a... Is it in a pile that they're working through very slowly? No. No, nothing? No. No one has been working through a queue for five years. There is no way that is true. Got it. Most of these companies really do not intervene in cases like this until it becomes a PR story. Oh. Like, he's, like, basically their PR yeah. department is the help desk. He said he gets, and I get these too, and I didn't realize it was like a thing. He's verified on Twitter, so he's like constantly getting messages from people who are just like asking him, like, hey, I got locked out of my Facebook. Hey, I got locked out of my Instagram. Can you help me? Oh. Um, 
And the messed up thing is like they're actually they are making the right and logical choice because they're appealing to somebody who theoretically like Facebook would care about in a way that they don't generally care about people. Um, uh-huh. So he basically what he said, which was really interesting, was that um, like a way to think about Facebook is they're sort of they're like a tech company that has accidentally stumbled into being a government. And uh-huh. the way they're running things right now is sort of like Mark Zuckerberg is sort of like a king. And there's kind of like a, a gentry class of like slightly important like journalist type people who they pay attention to. But like otherwise, it's a pretty undemocratic government. And he yeah. said like the worst example of this he'd seen, which he's like, I cover Facebook all the time. I don't tend to get mad. This was the one that actually made me feel crazy. Um, a couple years ago, um, either Zuckerberg himself or his his you know corporate risk people said, you know, you've you've sent a lot of messages on Facebook Messenger, and we think that there's just risk associated with you having all of these messages out of the world. And so what we're going to do is we're going to unilaterally delete every message you've ever sent uh, that is older than I don't know six months or something like that. And so. Instantly, people around the world who had messaged with Mark Zuckerberg went to go open up their Zuckerberg chat window, and what they saw was a one-sided conversation because Facebook had deleted all of Mark Zuckerberg's messages and none of theirs. That's so (laughs) unfair. Right? So it's like Zuckerberg understood the value of privacy and disappearing messages for himself and presumably for other people, but ultimately, he only gave himself that privilege. Ah! What? Yes. Damn. So the one thing Casey told me that was like surprising and was not just like more details about the dystopia you suspect that you live in already is that he (laughs) said like if you think of Facebook as a country that is like slowly discovering government, he said that this year they're introducing something that actually looks kind of like the beginning of a democracy sort of. Um, I don't know if you've read much about the Facebook Oversight Board. No. Um, so Facebook sometime this year is going to launch what is effectively a Supreme Court for content moderation that is going to be independent from Facebook. So Facebook is funding it. They're going to um, appoint the first board members, but then they're not going to have any say. And initially, if your content was removed and you believe that it was done in error, then you can appeal to this board. And if they choose to hear your case from what will presumably be thousands, um, that court will issue a binding um, ruling and then Facebook will either have to continue to leave it down or or put it back up. And Facebook is also going to be able to take policy questions to the board. It's basically like, you know, should we allow this particular thing or not? That's so crazy. It's like watching, it's like, it's like watching society happen over again <laughs> yeah. faster yeah. in a company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. This seems like the this seems like trying to get like a gubernatorial pardon or something. Like it seems just about as likely as that. I think it's a pretty outside chance. Yeah. Also, I feel like I should just say obviously what Facebook says about all this publicly is that they do have a working fair process. It isn't just for celebrities. But my experience basically tracks with the Casey's on this. Anyway, there was one other thing I was curious about. Um, one of the things you'd mentioned was that the reason, a reason you want to get back into your account was there was like stuff involving a friend of yours who had died. Mm-hmm. I just had a lot of photos of him on there that don't exist anywhere else. Um, okay, wait. I have an idea. Yeah. Okay, so Facebook has this thing where they let you 
download your information? Like you can just download all the data you voluntarily uploaded to oh, Facebook? Yeah, as totally. So I'm, I'm looking at it. It says, if you don't have a Facebook account, but believe Facebook may have information about you, you can contact us to get a copy of your information. So it might be the same and you thing. And think photos would be included in information? Yeah, it's everything. Um, oh, cool. I will definitely try that. It's such a good idea. Yeah. So maybe you can get some help that way. Yeah. I'm sorry that we live cool. in a country that is run by uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, not okay, but not your fault. It's also, like, not a huge deal. Like, it's just my Facebook. Facebook, if you're listening, uh, get in touch so we can unlock Teddy's account. If we have that kind of clout. Yeah. If we have that kind of clout, I'd be stoked. <laughs> also, fix your system so that doesn't depend on Alex Goldman being considered famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let us know if this works. Let us know if you hear from them. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Alex and PJ. Hello. Who's this? This this is Taylor. Um, where are you calling from? I'm calling from LA. Cool. Well, what's your what's your technical support problem? I I don't know if this is like a good question to ask, but what is up with uh, ads for mobile games? Like um, the one I play is Homescapes. What's a, is home, it, Homescapes is just like Matchington Mansion, which is the game that I play. You you play basically like Candy Crush style game, and then you get to furnish your house, right? Yeah, See, it's a fake and house. I though. found Alex yeah. is like Alex. Alex is. I can just his face just wants to talk about Matching and Mansion now for about thirty minutes. Almost. I'm on like level twenty five hundred. I've been playing it for over a year. Yeah, I've been playing Homescapes for like a year and a half now, and I'm obsessed. Why is how are they dip, how, like? Yeah, I have never played Homescapes, so how is it different? So Homescapes is the sequel to Gardenscapes, and then I think Matchington Mansion is the, uh, like, off-brand. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've noticed, like, I can't remember when it started, but I remember seeing ads where you had to select items to complete action, so it'd be like, the kitchen's on fire and the sink is leaking. I know exactly what, what you're you talking select? about. Wait, I haven't seen these ads. So that's how I got... To download matching, that's what fooled me into downloading Matchington Mansion. Please describe this. <laughs> so it's, uh, it'll be a scenario like, oh, the um, bathtub is flooding in the bathroom and a bunch of items will come up at the bottom. It'll be like a fire extinguisher and a wrench and I, a bucket. And you have to select what is the best thing to uh, use for. To the... fix the leaky. So and this like, is a pop-up ad? Yeah, I'm playing a, I'm playing like a mobile game. I get a pop-up ad for a game where you have to, like, where there's, like, a puzzle where you have to fix a household appliance. It's called Matchington Mansion. I download Matchington Mansion, and the game that I get is completely different than the one and that was in And you found that ad, like, hypnotically irresistible? <laughs> I found it compelling enough I mean, to download Matchington Mansion. Why did this work on you guys? <laughs> is it just because the joy I of... Puzzles? Yeah, I, I like, like puzzles. puzzles. But and maybe I'm not picturing this right, but it sounds like the puzzle is like, what should you use to put out a fire? A baseball bat or water? <laughs> like I don't know but if you get to call that a puzzle. It's not always super straightforward, though. 
that. I'm just like, why? Where did these ads come from? Yeah, I agree. And with you. why are they allowed to keep on happening? <laughs> My guess is just that the mechanics of Matchington Mansion, or what's the other one called? Homescapes. Homescapes are a little bit confusing to give somebody a teaser for. But they're not. It's just Candy Crush. But it's not. <laughs> weird. I don't know. I don't get why you don't just make that the video game. Though. Yeah. It's really weird. I, honestly, if it was a video game, I would play it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hope you're able to get help for your addiction to crappy phone games. Neither of me or Alex so, is doing well. Here's the worst part. Just last week, I found that Diner Dash released a game like this where you fix up the town by completing Diner Dash levels. What's Diner Dash? So I'm re-addicted. Oh, have you ever played Diner Dash? I'm, this is like, like watching someone be introduced to a new street drug that their body's not <laughs> able to handle. Like Alex is all like rubbing his hands together ready for his new addiction. I mean, <laughs> mobile Ta- gaming is the future. Yep, Taylor, thank you. The future is Thank the you. I hope you find something out. <laughs> Let's right. see what we can figure out. Bye. Gotta say, I'm not like a Coca-Cola man. Like, I'll drink RC Cola, but I didn't realize I was playing the off-brand of, like, fictional <laughs> games. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Hi. This is Alex. Um, also PJ. Oh, and PJ. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I have answers for you. Believe it or not. Ooh, I'm excited to hear it. Okay. I, I, f- I found a reporter named Jess Joho, who is a staff writer at Mashable. Hi, is this Jess? Yes, this is Jess. Is this Alex? This is. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? And when I told Jess about the fake ads that you got and that I got, she was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that companies have been doing for a while. Yeah, so that is absolutely not a new strategy. Mm -hmm. They're basically using it as targeted advertising for a specific type of player who they've identified as their power players, the people who spend the most time, spend the most money in in in-app purchases. And so they just throw in whatever they know will appeal to that specific type of player. And what these companies have realized is that these power players are way more interested in the fake game that they've advertised in these ads than the one that they've actually made. And I was like, okay, well, why don't they just make that game then? Well, because that would be a lot more money, right? Like that would cost, that would actually cost money to make a whole new game with a whole new game system and a whole new game loop that, you know, works. That takes years and years and years of development. But it's pretty simple to just make like an animation that looks like a new game, get people to download it, and then like, mopes like me by the time they hit level 25 they're like hooked and on top of that i kept playing well past the point at which i would have should have stopped because i was like well maybe i just haven't unlocked that level yet that's so infuriating (laughs) i definitely thought that they would be mini games at one point or another exactly i'm glad i'm not alone i was like i was like okay so i have to finish decorating this room and then I'll have to solve one of these problems and I was like well I didn't have to solve the problem but I just d- decorated the foyer maybe I'll have to go to the bathroom and fix that one up and maybe there'll be a leaky sink well this is disappointing and I really want them to, I really want someone to make this other game I bet you that the guy who they made do that he's like he's like the equivalent of the dude who wanted to make like a great art film and he has to make crap and I bet you that on his nights and weekends he has made that game and is not allowed to release it <laughs> oh we must find him Thanks, Taylor. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.
Hello. Hi. Hello. Who is this? Uh, hi, I'm Isaac, and I'm calling from probably the coolest place anyone's going to call from today. Where's Where? that? I am at a skiff somewhere in New York. A skiff? Do you guys know what a skiff is? A small boat? <laughs> no, a skiff. It's, it's uh, intelligence community speak for a secret location. What? What? Are you in the intelligence community or are you just using intelligence community speak? Are you allowed to say this to us on a podcast? Yeah, I'm allowed to say this to you. I, this is, I'm, I'm not allowed to tell you where I am, but I'm allowed to tell you I'm at a skiff. So what, why are you at a skiff? So I am a 9-11 family member uh-huh. and I am here uh, watching the hearings for Dr. Uh, James Mitchell. Who's Dr. James who, Mitchell? He was one of the torture doctors. What is he on trial for? He's not on trial. He's testifying as a witness. This oh. is part of the Khalid Sheikh Mohammed versus U.S. trial. Oh. Um, yeah, this is just a pretrial hearing. So this is the guy who essentially planned 9-11, and they're basically trying to figure out whether he was tortured in an illegal way that makes the... No, sort of. The government has admitted that KSM was waterboarded 183 times. Wow. Mm. Yeah, which is, um, there's two schools of thought. The more conservative we should have tortured them school of thought says he was waterboarded five times. But the more progressive side says 183 times because that's the number of times water was actually poured on him. Where do you fall on that? I think I'm on the 183 side of that. I do not think that these people should have been tortured. I think it was avoidable. And But I'm also, okay, I, let, me go, let me go back. I say that with the awareness that many of the other family members who I've spoken to do believe that torture is a part of war and that it was not avoidable and that these are the people who, you know, killed our family members. Hmm. But even Dr. Mitchell, he just testified that that type of thinking is very dangerous. And he's the guy who they were using as part of their justification to waterboard in the first place. He was the one doing the waterboarding. Oh, he was doing the actual waterboarding. Yeah. And w- was he the one? I saw a headline this morning where somebody had said like that they were administering waterboarding and that they had wanted to stop. Like they thought it wasn't. Yes. And yes. the CIA was that like, was what you testified to, to yesterday. Got yeah. it. And the room you're in, what does a skiff look like? Like who's in there? Are there snacks? Like what? Okay. Are there windows? Um, there, 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 there are not snacks. There are no windows. Well, I'm outside right now. I'm uh, standing next to a parking lot, actually. But they're inside. There are no windows. And it's sort of like a big, it looks a lot like a high school theater. The seats are made of metal and they have these like red, they have like red padding on them. And it's like kind of gross because it looks really old. So I'm like, like putting my coat down and like using my coat as a barrier. <laughs> they're projecting the, closed circuit TV onto the back wall. There are uh, flags of all 50 states and all five branches of the armed forces. Wow. Because this is the base I'm on. Um, in New York? They are... Yeah, it's... I'm in the city somewhere. I'll say that. But Okay. So can I ask you, you, you lost family in 9-11? Yeah. How, how old were you? I was four. I'm 22 years old. What happened? I, I lost... I lost my uncle. He was a Port Authority lawyer. Uh-huh. We were very fortunate. We, f- we managed to find his body, the whole, the whole body. He was in a, a service elevator in the North Tower. 
uh-huh. with a bunch of firefighters. And the general consensus is that the elevator was going up, not down. What does that mean? So, so he was going back into the tower to make sure that his, uh, all of his oh. employees and all the people he worked with got out. And are people, what's the vibe is not the word I wish I was going to use, but like, what, yeah, no. what's the mood? Are people watching this, like talking yeah. to each other? Is it hushed like a movie yeah. theater? So because I'm a freak and I have notes on all the weird classified shit that they're talking about, um, I'm, when I go, when I'm in there, I'm a little bit holding court almost because they just like, I can translate everything basically. Cause they'll, they use a lot of strange terminology, like 505 hearing, which is a, a rule about the military commission. Huh. I have OCD and uh, anxiety, which is a bad combination when it comes to like doing things in broad strokes. I'm with you. I yeah, have the PJ, same, uh, same, yeah. same cocktail. Thing. It's great. Yeah. Wait, also, do you have a technical support question? This is fascinating. You don't have to have one, but I'm just curious. No. Yeah, no. Okay. So I had no idea what the hotline was open for. I just got a text from my friend who said the hotline's open just call uh-huh. and i said okay okay um wait but so getting back to the thing you actually initially told us about the dr mitchell's testimony like what has he said about the torture program he ran so dr mitchell has been very intricate in his wording so he said that there there were many meetings he had with ksm khalid sheikh mohammed that were not um, interrogations, interrogations specifically meaning questioning sessions where they could have waterboarded him, but did or did not. Okay. Whereas the maintenance visits were where he would just go in there and talk to him and just like hang out. So he would, he would show up one time and waterboard or torture him. And then the next time he would just like hang out. Yeah. Or he would ask him like how he's feeling because he was an interrogator, but he was also the psychologist in charge of the mental well being of these guys. Because it just seems weird that you would, that somebody would torture you and then you, you know? Yes, that's mentioned in the SSCI torture report, is that it's um, a very strange dichotomy. Do, do you ever feel like being so encyclopedic on this stuff, do you ever feel like it makes it harder for you to move on with your life? N- no. For this in particular, it is very disturbing, but I'm kind of desensitized to it. So I need to remember, I need to remind myself very often that like talking about torture is not a good first date topic, for example. Has that been a um, problem you've had? Um, I did. I had a first date a couple of months ago where I did talk about torture and how much I hate John Yu, and I did not get a second date. That seems reasonable. Yeah, no, I would agree. Where else have you had to learn not to talk about it? Um, because of how messed up my brain is, the way I process anxiety and when I'm stressed out is I'll talk about it or I'll vocalize that I'm stressed out and that this is what I'm stressed out about. Yeah. And, you know, if it's just like, you know, there's this girl and it's, she's not texting me back, then like my friends are super open to that because that's a very relatable issue. But if it's like, you know, I just spent eight hours listening to James Mitchell explain in incredible detail how to wall a person and how to build a walling wall. And so, like, with your friends, they'll be like, I can't listen to you talk about one more torture technique for, like, two more hours. Like, it's just too much for them. Yeah, they can't. And I don't blame them at all. Like, this is why I have a therapist. It's just, like, I don't blame them for not, like, wanting to listen to me talk about how upset I am by torture while I intricately explain, like, the correct angle on how to waterboard a person. Yeah. But... 
to me personally, as long as I'm mindful of that, like this specific issue isn't a problem. I actually had more problems when I tried to keep a spreadsheet of mechanical keyboard information. Uh, and I ended up having like a really bad, I, like mental, not quite a mental breakdown, but I had a, I went into a deep depression for a while about that. And then I ended up deleting it. About mechanical keyboards? Yes, I'm uh, deeply into mechanical keyboards. I have the fourth all-time most posts on geekhack.org, which is the largest <laughs> mechanical keyboard forum that's not Reddit. I think I just I got a mechanical exactly keyboard. To... Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be more jazzed about that. I feel like he probably knows uh, that your mechanical keyboard is pretty subpar relative to the ones that he's into. It's pretty cool. It's got like a weird you, split in the middle. Li- listen, you said it, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, this has been a real odyssey. Thank, thanks so much for calling. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. So one quick note. While we were fact-checking this episode, we found out that actually, it turns out, while Isaac thought he was calling us from a skiff, it was not a skiff. It was an undisclosed military location. Hello. Hey. Hey, Alex. How you doing? How's it going? Doing all right. All right, dude. So, after that first call, mm-hmm. you asked me to draw up a legal document saying that we wouldn't disclose the whatever this s- secret thing is, and I sent it to you. I am curious. Would it be okay for me to invite PJ into the room? Yeah, yeah. That's He's fine. not here now. All right. PJ is here. Oh, hey, PJ. Hey, so where are we at right now? Here's Let me tell you what I know. I know uh-huh. that some sort of contract, secrecy contract, has been <laughs> uh, drawn up. Yeah. And are we any closer to the, the secret of the mystery goo? So so yeah. uh-huh. the, the thing is that, that really wants us to put in the episode an email address by which people who might be interested can contact him. Put in that, to just say... Hey, if you're interested in contacting the mystery goo scientist, he has an email address? Yes. <laughs> that seems fine to me. You're are okay you, with that? Are you not okay with it? I didn't want to make any decisions in a room by myself. It's like a mom and dad yeah. situation. Yeah. I think mom and dad are both cool with this. I, I mean, I am cool Wait, with and it. in oh, exchange, cool. we get the secret of the mystery goo? Yeah. You get the secret of the mystery goo. Like yeah. now? Uh, sure. <laughs> Can I tell you my guesses? My my number okay. my yeah. my big guesses are that it is well Jessica Young our producer she was like uh-huh. she believed she was like stem cells okay and I thought that was pretty smart and then my other guess is that it is a uh, how do I want to say this some kind of sexual fluid produced by an animal oh my god. I wonder why. Why is that? Where because you I, said I it's, freaky it's freaky, and you don't want to tell your brother about it. And there's some science background. I was like, I don't know. They could be that. Jesus. So it's not that. No, it's not that. So what is it? What is the mystery go? It's uh, it's basically um, it's in my heart. I don't believe there's ever going to be. Like, I, I believe that we'll, we'll live in this ellipsis forever, in my heart. The longer you talk, the longer we are kept from the answer. Okay, so it's basically, it's... it's. I, I, so, what, what, first of all, I think that 
in our lifetimes or in a couple of years, like this will come out. Like it's not like well, you're gonna in my lifetime. It's not gonna be a couple of years. Uh-huh. The rate you're talking, you know, it could be within this hour. Oh yeah, yeah. In your life, you're about to hear it right now. Yeah. It also could be totally wrong. I always have to okay. say what that. I want to finish. Okay, okay. It's that thing. So it's uh, <clears throat> it's uh, what of what of what of a like a no. You know, like a, what? Why? Why? How? And how did you decide to do that? That's a crazy thing. Equally as improbable as every improbable guest that we had. How did you get really? it? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And how gross is it to eat? It seems like it'd be really gross. I have to say, you, you described it as freaky. And, like, I don't know. I, I have to I have to confess that, like, the thought of doing this makes me a little queasy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like okay, wait. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just tell you, <laughs> tell you something. Uh, the thing is, like... It's actually quite tasty. <laughs> it doesn't sound tasty. I mix it in with potatoes, and you don't like feel the nastiness of like thinking of knowing what it is. It just tastes like mashed potatoes. How long would I need to you do know? it for? I would think that you could do it for like two weeks. I don't exactly know, too, right? Like I'm, I this again is out of my. Alex, would you? Are you going to do this? You're not going to do it. I would try it. Really? Yeah. Wait, for real? Yeah, I would try this. I'm I'm having a hard like I think that I'm probably going to like cry trying to choke this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have you eating mashed potatoes mixed with mystery goo? <laughs> also Here's the thing, it's not straight up just like two weeks, oh I'm just gonna have this mystery goo and everything's gonna be fantastic. You have to I'm gonna tell you exactly what you're gonna eat those two weeks. That's fine. He's going to be your food boss. And I'll be his food baby. <laughs> this isn't weird at all. This isn't weird. Okay, so you you guys will have two weeks together, food boss and food baby. Okay, one more thing. Uh-huh. Do you have before and after pictures? Of your head? My hair? Yeah. That, so, the thing is, I'm I'm still, like, losing hair like i'm not Wait, getting this what i said i only he had said he's not twice. getting it regularly he's not getting the mystery goo with it's enough frequency extreme. like i said you have to go and purchase a cost about dollars i don't have dollars to spend every four or five days um and also it's like kind of an ordeal you have to go to the you know like but this is like finding out george foreman doesn't use a george foreman grill like but that's why, okay, so that's why I desperately called you guys because I was like, I need help. Like, I need. You need more. To do you, this. Need, you need funds so that Mystery Goo can become cheaper. So that it's so, man, it's so much more poignant that you feel like you found the cure and you can't get access to it. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's kind of depressing, to be honest. Thank you for. Revealing the goo. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for trusting us. We're not going to let you down. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but there's one other thing that you guys said that I'd be able to do, right? Yes. Do you have an email address that you want to share with people? I just made it. Let me make sure. I can... Okay. 
So, um, yeah, so they can email help with the cure at gmail.com. That wasn't taken? No. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. What a journey. <sighs> yeah. I can't believe it ends with Alex eating this stuff. I'm excited to. I'm not. <laughs> Sounds gross. The thing is, ideally, like I would also be able to partake. That's the thing. Uh, Get your own stash, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I just told you the secret of the mystery goon. You're gonna tell me that? Gonna... <laughs> well, I'll be in touch with you, and we'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, take care, man. All right. You guys too. Bye. Bye. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. We're produced by Shruti Pinamanani, Fia Benin, Damiano Marchetti, Anna Foley, Jessica Young, and Emmanuel Jochi. Our executive producer is Tim Howard. We're mixed by Rick Kwan. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. It is our intern Rachel Cohn's last episode with the show. Thanks so much, Rachel, and good luck. Special thanks this week to Brett Chamberlain and to everyone who called into the show. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our ad music is by Build Buildings. Matt Lieber is looking over your son's baby pictures on his fifth birthday. Happy birthday, Harvey. You can listen to the show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.